Hey guys, welcome back to Divine Healing by D. Today's another solo episode. I'm going to be talking about something that a lot of my Reiki clients have been asking me about and I tend to spend a lot of time during the sessions explaining this to them. So I thought that it'd be just easier, just like the chakra episode, to go about um, this in full detail on the podcast and just discuss um, sleep and what waking up during specific hours means to us and our bodies. So anyone, my client or not, can come back and use this episode as a reference. And I hope it's helpful and um, explains a lot. And you might be... Um, more forthcoming with you know sharing certain issues after listening listening to this episode because it's really eye-opening and it might help you just you know take your health a little bit more seriously and like open up your eyes to certain things that you probably didn't know existed so here's the episode hope you guys enjoy it and if you have any questions after you can reach out to me and i would be glad to help you or guide you into the direction to get help for certain problems so hope you enjoy it i'm gonna first start off by saying that we have two sleeps one is the first and then the second sleep can also be called the dead sleep or the morning sleep So if you have trouble falling asleep between 9 and 10, it often means that you're stressed. So I would learn sleep meditations. There's tons of videos and apps, recorded meditations that you could use. And if you don't know any, if you don't want to search them up yourself, you can ask me. I will send them to you. Uh, So if you tend to go to sleep a little bit earlier and you wake up between 11 p.m. and 1 a.m., usually means that you have a lot of emotional disappointment. So between those times, our gallbladders are the most active. So our gallbladder is actually tied to our emotions. So when you have a weakness in your gallbladder function, it manifests in fear and timidity. So on the other hand, we have the liver, right? And it's responsible for planning, organizing. The gallbladder is responsible for decisiveness and execution. So we probably aren't, we probably have all these dreams and these plans, but we don't know how to execute them. So those people might have problems between those times with falling asleep. Um, And it also holds the capacity for courage and bravery. We might not be able to execute them the right way, or we just don't have the confidence in ourselves and we're scared. So for that, I would recommend um, practicing mantras and uh, you have to forgive and accept yourself how you are. So uh have your passions know what your strengths are go after them uh don't compare yourself to anybody else just do what you're good at and do it well so if you tend to wake up between 1 a.m and 3 a.m usually means that you're angry okay so the energy connected to the liver is associated with anger and an excess of yang energy anger is the emotion of the liver If you're someone who gets irritable, you know, you have a tight, uh, short fuse, um, you don't have the best time winding down late at night, or you can't reason with people, or you can't go with the flow or let things go, then you typically have a liver function problem. So uh, at that time, I'd recommend getting up, getting a cold glass of water and practice the meditation. That helps with anger. Okay, 
So actually this time between three to five is the most common time people tell me that they wake up and I always say the same thing. A higher power is trying to tell you something. You're getting a message, okay? So in traditional Chinese medicine, uh, lungs and sadness is the time that is the function or the body parts that are most active between three and five, okay? So the lungs are tied to sadness and depression. And deficient lungs signal not wanting to inhale emotionally. So whenever somebody has like a lung deficiency, they have symptoms like being pessimist, a little desperate, they feel like a victim, injustice, and they're emotionally cold. So it's recommended to reevaluate your philosophy of life, find new ways of focusing on life, and find alternatives for self-motivation. Learn more about yourself and about your spiritual power that lies with, with yourself. So if you tend to wake up between those times, I would say that you're not the most emotionally um, or spiritually connected person. I would say work on that. I, let me rephrase that. It's more, you could be more emotionally and spiritually better. You have the potential, but you're kind of fighting that urge to advance spiritually. So... I find that a lot of people who wake up at this time actually have gifts, but they're kind of like burying it under, like they're scared of it, they don't want it. But once you do, your life will change for the better and it'll be amazing. I actually used to wake up a lot at 3.30 a.m., like on the dot, 3.27, 3.26, 3.30. And it wasn't until I was more accepting of my gifts and what I could do, I stopped waking up at that time. Okay. So waking up between five and seven, if you're not, you know, waking up at that time on purpose and you tend to sleep, you know, a little later in the day and you wake up between five and seven, it's kind of signaling emotional blocks. Okay. So between that time, our intestines and our digestive system is working on overdrive. An emotional imbalance in the large intestine could manifest as chronic constipation and another thing that most people don't know, that it could manifest as a tendency to not let things go. If you're the type of person who can't let their past go or let certain things go, or you're always blaming someone for your problems in life, you might be waking up between those times and you might have a chronic constipation problem. Um, it kind of leads to certain destructive patterns of negative emotions. So the large intestine is used to kind of you let things go that don't serve us so that's where a lot of our emotions lie it's both physical and emotional so on an emotional level the large intestine does the exact same thing healthy large intestine energy allows us to let go of patterns of negative thinking destructive emotions and spiritual blockages that we create that prevent us from being our best so I would say, obviously, go to the bathroom and then stretch before going back to sleep so you tend to get into that relaxed state again. So those are my major tips and tricks on how to know more about your body based on the time that you wake up at night. And I hope that this was really useful and I hope that um, 
brings a lot of clarity to certain problems. And if anybody wants to talk to me about it, you know where to find me at Divine Healing by D or Divine Healing by D at Gmail. And you can book an appointment with me to uh, work on it. Thanks, guys. Just want to be clear and say that, of course, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not giving medical advice, I'm just giving tips and tricks that I have gathered over the years through all my teachings with different healers, different doctors, everything that's helped me, my friends, my family, I hope that they help you too, I hope that you can find other ways that will help you, and I hope this is a very uplifting and eye-opening episode and that you'll share it with others because it is something that a lot of people don't know about and I think it's something that we can all learn more about and if you have any other questions or want to add anything that I might have missed I would love to talk about it next time so send them over to me thank you So that being said, I wanted to give some tips on how to kind of get into the mood of like a very good deep sleep. So some things that have really helped me are uh, magnesium. So magnesium drinks, the powder, they're really great. You can also take the pill. I don't recommend melatonin because it has an ability to kind of mess up your natural clock and... um, It's just not great to get addicted to it because I think once you start it, you become really accustomed to taking it and you become dependent and you won't be able to do anything else that's natural. Obviously, a good chamomile tea, a lavender tea. I really, really swear recently by an oil diffuser. I got one for my birthday and I use it nonstop. I mean, I just recently had a cold and I think that really just that also just helped me get over it way quicker. So I would invest in great therapeutic lavender oils, especially for sleep, any kind of citrus, peppermint, tea tree, eucalyptus. If you can get like a set with different kinds, get it. Uh, Use that to fall asleep. That really helps. Obviously, meditating, the obvious. Uh, Make sure you're not on your phone an hour before you go to sleep. I know that's very hard and I don't really listen to that, but... um, I find that when I'm not on my phone, I get to sleep way quicker. Uh, Just relaxing music. I tend to send my clients some uh, different frequency soundtracks that I really like. Um, I listen to like self renewal, uh, self love, uh, deep sleep ones. If you want any recommendations on those, I can send them your way. Just DM me or email me. I will send you my list that really helped me go to sleep. And just relax in general. They, I actually use them more for meditations. What else can you do? Uh, you can also, if you can get tart cherry juice and drink that before bed with like a little bit of water, that's also great. And just try not to get overly like simulated before you go to sleep. That also just, that, that does not help at all. So you have to get into a relaxing mood, take a bath. So these are my tips on how to sleep better. If you need any more, please let me know. I'll be happy to give you some more advice. So 
also another tip that I swear by and my clients, family, friends, they love my crystal bracelets. So if anybody wants to try one specifically for anxiety, I really recommend Halite. It's a beautiful white crystal that's like very soothing, pretty. It's pretty trendy. It looks really good on everybody's wrist. So if anybody else wants to try other ones for different uh, ailments or different situations, DM me, email me, and I will help guide you to a crystal that will be really good for you. And I hope you like them like everybody else does. So I think something that causes a lot of people to have problems sleeping is anxiety. So I wanted to kind of discuss how spirituality can help anxiety. And uh, so researchers at Dartmouth in 2012 found that cardiac surgery patients who had spiritual or religious beliefs survive longer following the surgery than others. So I think the first thing that most of us can think of are uh, Orthodox communities. They tend to use religion as like a calming, uh, centering practice and that um, when you fear God, you tend to make better decisions in your life. So spirituality kind of brings the acceptance of the present moment. So many spiritual people have learned a certain amount of acceptance of the present moment through mindfulness or other practices. So they can take a more objective view um, and then they can try to fix it. So by accepting where one is in their life and letting go of these expectations, the healing process may become easier. So for example, if you have a mental illness, rather than trying to fix it, you can just accept that this was something that was given to you and that you might be able to help other people with it through things that you do to deal with it. So next, an appreciation of imperfection. So through prayer, meditation, or just leading a more spiritual life, and that can mean so many different things to a lot of people. It could just be by being a vegan. Um, many people come to acknowledge that nobody is perfect, right? So these practices kind of open up our minds to how other people are feeling. So mental health patients can feel more loved and more secure with how they are without this feeling of pressure to conform or to improve or to get better. So common sense tells us that the less pressure someone feels, the more likely they're able to resolve some kind of crisis. So spirituality brings a sense of purpose. So if one believes that they have a higher spiritual purpose in their life, then it's easier to find their meaning in their life, even if they're dealing with adversity. Research has shown that spirituality and its associated sense of purpose can help to prevent people slipping into addiction right it's possible that a similar mechanism may help to protect people from developing poor mental health in the first place and can make them more robustly able to recover so the answer is yes spirituality can help with anxiety and through these spiritual practices anxiety can be reduced and can have a better sleep quality so if you're having issues sleeping and if you connect it to any part of this episode with the uh times that you wake up um, look into more spiritual practices and reiki is an amazing way to see where it takes you so let's talk a little bit more about anxiety and why we have it so a lot of people don't understand what the root of all anxiety is or where it comes from 
we'll just say that, oh, it's, am I going to get that job? Am I going to pass that test? Am I making enough money? It's not all about that. It's actually the connection we have within ourselves. And there's something called the imposter syndrome, which means we are kind of um, acting like this other version of ourselves that we're not supposed to be. So we're being an imposter. So once we connect to who we really are, and we're not thinking about what does this person think of me? Why am I not on the level of so-and-so? That's when our anxiety will decrease. And it's amazing because we will look at it from a different perspective and we'll look at life and people and we'll find compassion for other people when we lack the compassion because we're solely focusing on being the best or being the best of what people want us to be. So we have to stop being an imposter and we have to just start step into who we really are. So another reason why a lot of people suffer from anxiety and don't understand why they suffer from anxiety is because they are not creating. So they have actually cut off that connection to themselves and their creativity. So if somebody tells me that they are artistic and they are suffering from anxiety, I always recommend that they connect to that little kid in them. Color, draw, paint, tie-dye, anything to just create. Because when you create, you actually connect to this deeper part of yourself that you'll remember when you're creating. You could be going back to when you were a child and you were happy. And when we're happy, we're less anxious. So another way to create could be to write, act out things, act. You don't have to go out become a professional actor, but you can do things in your own space alone that help express that part of you that you love. So I always just say create, create, create so you can always feel that you are connecting to that part of you that you might have lost when you were suffering from anxiety and depression. So create so before i go i just wanted to put something out there to see if people would be interested in me speaking about this i got a lot of questions um for advice and i was wondering if you would like for my solo episodes that i would uh put out a question that i kind of got a lot that's repeated and then just talk about it and give advice to that person obviously everything is anonymous i would never give your name but if that is something you'd like for me to do on the podcast then i'd be happy to do it so expect that coming along and i'm almost done with this season but i'm really looking forward to acquiring new voices and healers to come on and speak with me for the next one so if you know anyone that's interested or if you're someone who's listening who has an interesting topic to talk about if you have a background in healing or medicine or psychology, sociology, I'd really like to talk to you. So you can reach me at Divine Healing by D on Instagram or Divine Healing by D at gmail.com.